1: Here with the Hollywood Life podcast, and we have a very special guest here today. He has not just had a brush with celebrity; he's had uh, quite a long association with royalty, British royalty. And we are very excited about talking with him. We are here with Paul Burrell, who for ten years was the personal assistant to Princess Diana. Welcome, Paul.
0: It's good to be here.
1: Well. We're glad to have you, and with me, of course, is Ali Stagnita, my co-anchor, and our silent producer, Mm -hmm. Nick.
2: Yes, we're very happy to have you, Paul. Thank you. We like to
1: have a brush with royalty. Oh, yes, we do. I'm okay. Canadian, so I'm a member.
0: <laughs> You're um, halfway there. Yes,
1: I'm a member of the Commonwealth. <laughs> <laughs> and but, I'm just common. No, no. Oh. <laughs> but and we we are here though today because you are an expert mm. in a very interesting television show, sort of a like a television special mm-hmm. that's coming up on the Smithsonian channel it's called princess diana's wicked stepmother yes so it's all about her stepmother rain the countess of spencer yes and that's going to be on on october 28th at 8 p.m mm-hmm. so and i think a lot of our viewers really know princess diana yes. our listeners i should really say um no princess diana because they're young, mainly because she's the mother of Prince William and Prince Harry. Mm-hmm. But they, we need to tell them that she was a rock star. Well,
0: she was. She broke all the rules and really did break the mold. And, you know, she broke it for the women who her sons would marry mm-hmm. to give them an easier life. That's what she'd hoped.
1: Well, she, I think, would be very proud of her sons. Yes, she would. And the women they married, Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle.
0: They are fine ambassadors for the royal family and fine ambassadors for Britain. I totally agree. Mm.
2: Goosebumps. I mean, even, you know, before we even get into everything um, that you have (laughs) spoken about, about Diana on the Mm. uh, series, just tapping into Meghan Markle really quickly. Does it
1: break your heart how she's being treated right now? Well, it's relevant By to the British press, right? yes. And that was something that Diana struggled well, with so much. It
0: is so relevant because Meghan's story runs parallel to Princess Diana's story. And as I watched the documentary on British television, I saw history repeating itself. I saw Harry walking through the minefields uh, in his mother's footsteps. Mm-hmm. And then I saw two vulnerable people hurt. And I th- kept thinking to myself, surely we've we've learned the lessons from the past. Surely the media aren't going to wade in on Meghan the way they did on Diana. And that, of course, is Harry's fear.
1: Well, the thing is, for our listeners, just to the so they understand. The there's a lot of tabloid media in mm-hmm. Britain. Mm-hmm. And they're very voracious, many more newspapers than there are here in, in America. And they've always been fascinated, of course, by the royal family. Mm-hmm. But Princess Diana was very young and beautiful, just nineteen years old when she got engaged to mm-hmm. Prince Charles. And so she was a she was an object of total fascination yes. for the press in Britain. And they just Followed everything they that she did, followed her literally, yes. um, and throughout the rest of her life, hmm. and she was in the spotlight. And they were often very, they were often very cruel
0: and intrusive.
1: And intrusive, but she also was a bit of a master manipulator of the press too, because yes, she knew she, she came to use it as well. How, she learned
0: how to survive yeah. by using it,
1: but then she died in being chased by the paparazzi Mm -hmm. in a car crash in Mm -hmm. Paris. And so of course, Prince William and Prince Harry have been very, I mean, they were, they were just devastated Mm -hmm. and they've been very protective of their wives. Yes. And, absolutely do not want their wives to be victims of the press. Just you yes. know the
0: history yeah. of, That's so right. our, our That's audience well, understands. I was there. I, yeah. I was with Diana when she was hounded by the media in London. She was chased down Bond Street. And the media were taking pictures and hurling abuse at her at, her at the same Why time. Why would they hurl abuse? They wanted a reaction. Oh. And the minute they got tears, they realized they got the picture they wanted the picture said, unstable Diana. Well, w- what it was was hounded Diana. And I saw in Meghan uh, as a vulnerability and a wounded woman who'd had a taste of that. She's only been in the royal family for a year. She's become a royal, a mother... And a wife within one year. That's a lot to ask.
1: It sure is. And if you
0: knew the royal family. And a,
1: and she's become British because she was yes. American before.
0: From a different culture. Canadian. A mixed race woman, a divorcee, actress. Uh, well, all the things I think are relevant to today and relevant because we have to address those issues today and the royal family do too because they're only there for as long as people want them to be there. Mm-hmm. So... She has a relevance to the royal family, and she fell in love with a prince. It is Which a fairy seems tale. like
1: a fairy tale.
0: Well, it is. In their eyes, they're two human beings who fell in love. And let's not forget that they are a young couple with a young family struggling to find a role in the world, much the same as young couples are out there. Um, let's give them some space some oxygen so that they can breathe and they can live and enjoy these magical years of their marriage and bringing up their family. And so
1: William and Harry, and I guess, you know, Harry particularly right now, Mm. really, they fear what happened to their mother.
0: Well, of course they do, because um, I was there again, of course, when the tragedy happened. And uh, Harry's heart broke. Well, both boys' hearts broke. But Harry was so much younger. 12 or 14. Yeah, he was a young boy. And really, he didn't understand what was happening at the time. And that really shaped the rest of his life and affected him. As he's talked about it, about mental health. He's talked about how his mother's passing affected him. Um, William was more established and he was on his path to monarchy. You see, the difference between the two boys are that William has a map in his hand. He knows exactly where he's going. Mm -hmm. It's all mapped out for him. Harry doesn't. Harry was always called the spare. He mm. he was always let out and the wild child. Mm-hmm. So he's now got to find his own way. So he's finding his way in the world by following his mother's footsteps by fulfilling her dreams, her ambitions.
1: He's very involved with, with charitable causes. Yes, he is.
0: Um,
1: and trying to, to do good in this mm-hmm. world. Yes. What do you think, do you think, um, are, do you have any, uh, do you ever see William and Harry?
0: Well, that's a question I never answer. Mm. And mm. for lots of different reasons. Um, I've known the boys since they were born, and I love them very much. And I shall always be there for them. Um, I, the last thing their mother said to me from Paris on the phone was a very strange thing. She when said, was that?
1: How was? How long was that before she died? Just,
0: just uh, the day before she died, she was about. We were making plans for her to come back to London, and she said to me, "Promise me you'll be there." And I said, well, "What do you mean by that? I'm always here. <laughs> of course I'll be there." I mean, you know, I'm always here. I'm, <laughs> I'm omnipresent in your life. <laughs> she, right said, no. <laughs> so she said, no, say it. I want to hear you say those words. Say to me, Paul, I promise that I'll be there. I said, if it makes you feel any better, okay, I promise I'll be there. After her death, I remembered those words and I thought, well, what, what was she meaning? What was she saying to me? And I did say to the boys, I promised your mother that... I'd always be there. I'm in your corner. I'm with you 100% of the way. You are her sons. You are the people she loved most in life. And your flags are nailed to my mast along with your mother's.
1: Mm, that makes me want to cry. It's so it's beautiful, and well, I'm sure it was so meaningful
0: to it them. Was. So my allegiance to them is unspoken.
1: hmm now, there's a lot of rumors, though, that they're having a rift. Do you think that's just rumors?
0: Well, there is a slight parting of the ways because they have different missions in life. One is headed in one direction. One is headed in the other. And the, the easiest way I can explain this is, is William's, William is headed for the boardroom. Mm. And Harry is headed for the blue-collar workers on the factory floor. They're two different directions, two different missions, and of course it takes them apart. And plus, at the same time, they both have families which they're rearing of their own. So they see less of each other than they used to. It doesn't mean to say they don't love each other as much as they used to. Nothing will ever tear those boys apart. Their mother's death cemented them together for the rest of their lives. And whatever happens to them, they they will run parallel. And they will always be there for each other.
1: Mm-hmm. But is it that they just don't talk as much? they That's true.
0: It's like other families. You're busy doing something. Harry's been out in Africa. William's been in Pakistan. Pakistan. So their lives are in different trajectories. And... William has other concerns. He has many other charities. A, he's head of, of BAFTA, mm-hmm. British Academy of Film and Television Arts, and he's head of the Football Association in Britain, along with a hundred other charities. So he has to carve up his time for everybody else, and there's very little left at the end of the day. And for his he's own got family. three children. Absolutely, mm-hmm. for, his, for his own family and his own wife. So,
2: and he's going to be king one day.
0: Absolutely. Like other families, it, it's difficult but they can always pick up the phone and speak to each other, which I'm sure will be happening right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Really? Why because do you w- say well, right William, now? William
0: saw that his brother mm. was hurting. Ah. He saw it. And the nation saw it. And William is one of great concern. And he cares. And being the elder brother, he cares for his baby brother. And he will be there first in line to help.
1: Hmm. Well, Diana was very unusual for a Royal because she was very open about mm-hmm. her feelings and Honest, she was very invul- vulnerable. Yes. and, her and so and she raised her children, yes. which was very different. Like for anybody who's watched The Crown, mm-hmm. um, Queen Elizabeth may have been may, and Philip may have been good parents, mm. but they were not exactly hands-on parents. No, it was a but different. But she era. was hands-on.
0: Absolutely, she broke that rule and she raised her children. I always say that Diana had her boys for the first ten years of their life before they went away to boarding school. She had them long enough to instill them her hopes, ideals, and dreams. And that's what you're seeing today. You're seeing Diana's hopes and dreams and ideals being projected through her children. Um, you're seeing glimpses of Diana. When Harry bends down to pick up a child, I can see his mother. Mm-hmm. And, and again, with Meghan, I see that vulnerability and honesty. I see what Diana was trying to do was say to people, it's not all... A bed of roses, you know, being a princess and living inside a palace. And that's exactly what Megan's doing. She's trying to tell you it's not all it's cracked up to be. And to explain to an American audience, how do you explain to an American audience what life is like inside a palace? It's cold. It's not very touchy-feely. It's not, we don't put our arms around each other. We don't give advice. It's it's sterile in lots of ways. Diana was pushed in the deep end. She couldn't swim, but she learned to swim very quickly. Mm-hmm. Same has happened to Megan.
1: Well, and she, of course, also had a very difficult childhood. Yes. Um, and that's what the the special is about because yes. her father and her mother divorced, didn't yes. have a great relationship, divorced, and then her father married Rain. Yes, who who was who she saw as a wicked stepmother rain didn't exactly didn't she call her acid rain or all the kids (laughs) called her
0: acid rain that's right there were four children yeah it was a cinderella story wasn't it with a wicked stepmother taking taking up the place of your real mother um and diana always felt guilty because she felt that it was her fault that her mother left home. Why? Why
1: did she, she feel that?
0: Being the um, be, being the youngest, you see, she felt. Oh, well, I
1: thought her brother was younger.
0: Ooh, because there was, I like, got me.
1: I read something about how when she was born, the parents were disappointed because they wanted a wanted boy. Wanted a Boy,
0: you're right. You're right. But Diana felt that yes, you're right. You're telling me royal history. <laughs> Di- but Diana was, was always felt that it was her fault that, the um, Francis Chan kid left home. And that's, I think, where her problems came from, where her bulimia started, mm-hmm. um, by feeling unworthy. And so she turned to romantic novels and wanted a happy ending, like Barbara Cartland novels. Isn't right. that ironic? Right. That she be Rain
1: was the daughter of a very famous British uh, romantic novelist, Barbara Cartland. That's right. And Diana read her books, and they were very much about getting swept away by a handsome, wealthy
0: Mm. man. Or a prince. Or a prince. Mm. And Diana um, found herself a prince and was swept away. But in the meantime, this woman had come into her world and obviously loved her father, Johnny Spencer and began to transform the family home, which is as big as Buckingham Palace. Oh. Wow. Oldthrop, they call it. Oldthrop in Northamptonshire. So
1: they had their own palace.
0: They had their own palace. Well, and, of course, the furniture needed recovering, mm. and the, we needed new carpets and drapes, and all the pictures had to be regilded with this very bright gold leaf. <laughs> so Rain set about doing that, spending the family fortune, and oh. the children could see that they're their inheritance was going down the tubes and didn't like this woman for what she was doing. And so famously, one day at a party, Diana had her revenge by pushing her stepmother down the stairs. Wow. <gasps> that's, that's major, to do something like that. Well, it is. It was a last resort. <laughs> <laughs> Why
1: was it a last resort? Did, did she, she literally want to kill her?
0: Well, it's, well mm. they called her, they used to ch- chant, um, rain, rain, go away. <gasps> And How called, old was she? Well, Diana was only young. She was uh, in her, she was only in her early teens before she went to boarding school. Oh, A I very bet immature. her father packed her up to boarding school after that. <laughs> she went to boarding school. <laughs> and uh, when she came home from boarding school, life was different because she'd found her Prince Charming. And um, Rain Spencer uh, was still ensconced as Countess Spencer at Altrup, sat amongst all this gilding and new drapes and furniture. So there was little she could do about it then. It wasn't until, I think, her father died um, shortly after her wedding that she realized that Rain actually did look after Johnny and she did love him. As she sat by his bed when he was in a coma, um, she did dedicate her life to him. And in maturity, you see things through a different light. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: She saw, I, I guess, um, she began also to identify with her after Diana had her, so many problems in her marriage and she needed somebody
0: she could talk to and lean on. That's right. Did and they talk to each other about They did wow. constantly talk to each other. And, you know, Diana was Machiavellian in a, in a, a way because she could use the media uh, to her own ends. And she'd say to me, Oh, Paul, I'm going to have lunch with um, uh, Rain." tomorrow, would you phone Richard K at the Daily Mail and let him know? <laughs> So you can you can send a photographer, and we'll get the picture on the pavement, and then my family will see that picture in the newspapers the next day and not like it. That's my way of getting back at them.
1: <laughs> well, wait, who did she want to get back at in her family?
0: Well, her her siblings were not being very kind to her at the time.
1: Oh, I see. Charles,
0: her brother, um, had offered her a refuge on the Althorp estate. This was
1: after her her separation from, from Prince Charles.
0: Charles. Um, She had nowhere to take the boys, so she thought, well, shall I have a little cottage on the estate and take the boys there for the weekend? Um, But then Charles Spencer wrote a a scathing letter back to say that I've decided that it's not a good idea because you'll only bring the press with you if you come to Ulthra.
1: Nice, thank so, you, thank, thank you, you oh, brother.
0: And, and by the way, would you send that tiara back to me? It's mine. My <sighs> my grandfather left it in the family. It's the Spencer family tiara. It's not for you. It's mm. for my wife to wear. So the princess said, "Go to the safe and pack it up and send it back to him. I don't need it anyway." So I did just that.
1: Oh, I feel sorry for Diana. Like she did, ha- there was she didn't ha- ended up marrying Prince Charles, who didn't really love her.
0: That's true. She, she loved him. Yes, Yes.
1: definitely. She definitely loved him. He didn't love her. Mm. The royal family was very cold.
0: Didn't know how to embrace her, yes.
1: And then, and she at that point didn't have a good relationship with her stepmother. And her relationship with her mother was kind of Uh, on and off too, wasn't it?
0: of course she wasn't speaking to her mother when she died. Because I remember vividly um, sat in my little pantry beneath her staircase and hearing this sobbing coming out of her room. And she called me, she said, Come quick, Paul, come quick. And I ran up the staircase, and she was in a heap in the middle of the floor with a telephone, sobbing. And I said, Well, for goodness sake, she's come 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 nearer, nearer, so you can hear. So I listened to the earpiece alongside the princess, and her mother was berating her for dating Muslim men mm-hmm. and and being a whore in the royal family. Oh. Of course, a mother should never uh, berate her daughter like that. And Diana was devastated. And she kept saying to her, please, mummy. She was begging, please, mummy, don't say those words to and me.
1: And was that because she was dating Dodi Fayed? It, wa-
0: it was. And she had, of course, she'd had news that she'd been dating um, Hazna Khan, too. Right, another, another man. Another man before dating uh, Dodi Al-Fayed. And she said, mummy, if you don't stop saying these awful things to me, I'm going to put the telephone down and I'll never speak to you again. So eventually Diana put the phone down in tears and and said I'll never speak to her again and she never did.
2: It's just terrible because yeah. she was just getting it from all ends. Right. Like she was getting and then it from and her the brother press. and
1: her brother wouldn't let her have this right. refuge.
2: From the press, her mm. family from, I mean all she had sounds like was you and her sons and
0: Well, she had Constance in her life um, she did and she knew who to turn to um, she always knew that I was there at home I was always there to pick up the pieces um, she could co- she would confide in me about every aspect of her life um, I was a lucky man to be in that place at that time
1: but I was and only it- doing
0: my duty it was my job that's what I was doing I, I was paid to do this job and I was doing my duty but it went beyond that you see because my wife never understood mm. the relationship I had with this beautiful woman and and my two sons grew up in a world which was very privileged too because I was Princess Diana's brother.
1: And did they, did your sons were the same age? As,
0: same age as William and Harry. So did they, they all they played play? together. Oh, they did. Good. Yeah. Yep.
1: And But so did she actually get support from Rain when they reconciled?
0: Yes, she did. And she had an ear, a mature ear to listen to her problems and solved some of them. And Rain and in in return, Diana uh, gave Rain a lifeline back into the the royal world, into that world of glitterati, and also gave her the chance to meet Mohammed Al Fayed and become a director of Harrods.
1: Right, and that was Dodi Fayed's. That was her boyfriend's father. Of course, they were very very wealthy, and he died along with her in the car crash in Paris. Yes. Yes. so, well, there's a
0: connection between Rain the Princess and the Fayeds of Harrods because whenever I took the Princess to Harrods, you won't know this. Which I'll, is
1: a very famous uh, London, de- store. London
0: Depart- very prestigious London department store for our listeners. It is. It, it, it's the department store in London uh, alongside Fortnum & Mason. Mm. Um, so I take the Princess to this grand store. Now, what you don't know is this is a secret. <laughs> okay, I can tell listen you a up, secret. everyone. On the other side of the road to Harrods is a place called the Depository. We used to call it the Suppository. <laughs> That's a different thing. And I'd drive the princess into this warehouse, and she'd get out the car, and then go underneath a tunnel under the Brompton Road into Harrods. So she was never seen actually going through the doors of the department store, which is quite clever. And Mm. then she'd go straight up to the fifth floor because God lived on the fifth floor. (laughs) And God in Harrods was Mohammed al fayed He
1: he was the owner. He
0: was the owner. And
1: I guess he would take care of all her shopping and everything.
0: And so and so he so she introduced Mohammed Al-Fayed to Rain and said This is the lady you need in your store. She can sell sell sand to the Arabs.
1: So she became very high-end.
0: Yes, very um, high-end shopkeeper. I mean, but she wasn't really a shopkeeper. She was just floating around.
1: Like hostess for the store. Mm. Yes.
0: And she'd she'd appear in jewels and um, what the princess would call a frock. (laughs) 1950s style pleated silk frock.
1: Mm-hmm. now i have to say that i did have the privilege of meeting princess diana twice oh. um through well the fact that i was the editor-in-chief of uh, some of the top magazines here in the states and diana princess diana hosted a cocktail for the fashion press with during this Well, British Fashion Week, and I was one of the press invited, and she had a receiving line, and she was in the receiving line with Prince William, who was only about five or six. Right, He was so adorable, and she just was so lovely to every single person who met her, and Mm. she took your hand and chatted for a minute or two, Mm. and I was so impressed by her warmth. Mm. And then I had the opportunity to meet her at a gala um, fundraiser in New York, also hosted by Liz Tilberis. Yes. Liz Tilberis, for our listeners, was British, and she was the editor-in-chief of Harper's Bazaar here in the States. Mm-hmm. And they were very close friends, 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 for British Vogue before she came yes. to the United States and took over Harper's Bazaar. And I was the editor of Marie Claire... Which was an, we were both owned by Hearst magazines, mm-hmm. so I was friendly with Liz. So Liz invited me to this gala, and there I talked to Diana um, for for longer time, mm. and I just was so impressed by how down to earth and warm, mm. and she could just talk to her about anything.
0: Yes, she could. Was she wearing the Galliano dress at that time? Was it with slick back wet hair? That was yes. A, that that dress looked like a nighty. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't the best fashion choice, I don't
1: well, think. Well, oh, she was wearing, hmm, I thought her hair, I can't remember if it was slicked back, but I remember it being a dark dress, maybe yes. strapless. Really? Oh, that might have
0: been the Catherine Walker one, yeah. I sort of knew all her clothes in her wardrobe. They, they all became intimate friends of mine. <laughs> and and as, as I dressed her for that one evening, that uh, was the um, Christina's Drambolian dress with the um, fishtail tail. Yeah, it had, a, it had a fishtail. Yes, that one evening and she wore the pearl choker. Yes. Um, she she looked absolutely stunning. I, I think we, we've lost something very special. We'll never see the likes of, of her again.
1: And, you know, she was only 36 years old.
0: When she, the, same, the same age as Meghan was when she married oh, that's Prince right. Harry. That's right. It's been lost between the gaps.
1: For our audience, who uh, most of whom... We yeah, were young when mm-hmm. Princess Diana was still alive. Can you just tell our audience, what was she really like? Like, oh, What was she goodness. like? She was so lovely when I met her.
0: She was complicated and complex in lots of ways and um, because of all the things we've talked about, uh, about being hounded by the media and not loved by the royal family. I don't think she would have ever realized how loved she was. And we traveled the world, and I walked through those landmine fields with her Um, and she used to say to me at night, am I doing the right thing? Is, is this enough? And I said, well, you are shining a light on people that have been forgotten. And that was her mission. Do you know, we went to Angola and Bosnia and we met children who had been blown up by landmines. We Went to a hospital and the nurse showed us a little girl lying in bed and she opened her eyes and smiled as the princess squeezed her hand. She, and she sat with her for a while. She couldn't speak English. And then we had to leave the hospital. And the nurse came running through the wards. And she said, the little girl you've just met. She opened her eyes and she said, have I just seen an angel? Oh, so sweet. And then she died.
1: <gasps> oh.
0: The last person she saw on this planet, she thought, was an angel. And that's something I often refer to because... I think Princess Diana was a very special person. Perhaps she was an angel.
1: She was very, very special. And it just was a a terrible tragedy for the world, to like for her sons to lose her.
0: Yeah, I don't think her sons will ever, ever forget what happened because she was their anchor. And without her, they drifted. And maybe Harry's still drifting.
2: Mm. Did she... It, they talk a lot about mental health, and, and hmm. William and Harry both do a lot. Yes. Um, they just did with World Mental Health Day.
0: Why do you think that? It's because they have it. They're suffering yes. with it.
2: did Diana as well. I, they to- oh, they yes. talk about no. it, but back then, no one. There was recognized. such a stigma. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, back then we didn't have a name for it. Right. So I think maybe they recognize the mental health problem because they have witnessed it in their own family.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and so they want to do something about it.
1: Well, yes. I mean, Diana, Princess Diana admitted that she had bulimia yes. right. and that she had self-harmed, yes. cut herself,
2: oh.
0: and that she'd had depression. And that she always turned to, to something like that when there was a problem she couldn't hurdle. And if I could give any advice and who'd listen to mine, but if I could mm. give any common sense advice, I would say what you what you can't um, climb over, stride over and forget it. I would say just be yourself. Be your, You know who you are. You know what you can do. Don't listen to the distraction and the noise around you. Just get on with it because you're doing a fine job. That's what I'd say to Harry and William. mm
2: mm-hmm. Um, I always do wonder too. Just seeing the Royals now, and I, I was born in '94, so Diana died in '97. Yeah, but I, I had said to you, I did a re- book report on her because my mom just was upset. She had a prince; she still does, has a haircut like Diana, yeah, like right. just v- mm-hmm. like loved her. Um, and so, has the Queen lightened up? Do you think
0: in her old age? Yes, um, she's much more mellow now than she ever was. And, you know, our queen doesn't like confrontation. And that's probably been the problem all these years because she steered away from it and ignored it and let it go. And she didn't want to know. So anything that comes up in her life that really challenges her like is, emotionally. A, is a big problem, yes, because she can't deal with it. She doesn't have the equipment. Well, the to royals deal with weren't
1: it. raised no. to have that. They no. were supposed to really close off their emotions. That's right.
0: It's like asking uh, uh, someone with no sense of smell to smell <laughs> a beautiful rose. How do they know what it smells like? Because it's not capable. Not capable of that. So, the royal family are not capable of expressing emotions the way we are. The biggest mistake we make is try to. Um, think of the royal family as we are. Mm. It's not possible. Well, they're the, not you, like us. No.
1: I mean, first of all, they're the kings and the queens. Mm. And, but the history of how they've been raised, like mm. her father was totally raised by a nanny. His That's parents right. probably never held him.
0: And Charles was re- raised by Nanny Anderson um, and very rarely saw his mother. And so he really thought of Nanny as his mother. Um, William and Harry, as you know, w- did have nannies. Right. They have to have nannies because they're not always there. But Diana was... Right, she broke she, that. You know, oh, my goodness. She made sure that when Nanny was whispering in William's ear... <laughs>
1: buttery exclusions apply see site for details
0: you can have two sausages for breakfast when your brother only has one because you (laughs) need feeding up because you're going to be king she made sure she slapped that down she really went to town with that and said you do not treat one of my children other than the other so Mm -hmm. you treat them the same they're both my boys i love them equally
2: well, and that helped pave the way, too, right, for what Kate Middleton and William did with the line, right, That's with right. Charlotte. It didn't matter if they had a boy or girl no. f- first. It and was William has said
0: very bravely, he's come out and said, bless his heart, it doesn't matter if Louis or George turn out to be gay, it's fine. It's right. fine with me. We'll love them just the same. Whoa, the royal family are moving towards this century.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, they really are. So I think we have Diana to give to credit to. Definitely. And I think that her boys have very much chosen to marry for love, to marry friends, like to have friendship with their wives and yes. marry women that they truly love and to be hands-on with their children. And
0: I feel desperately sorry for Meghan having come into this world, having come into the royal family. Have you wh- met Megan? I've never met her, no. But for one year... She's had to become a wife, a mother, and a royal at the same time and survive in this hostile environment of the media in Britain and put up with her in laws and outlaws <laughs> at the same time. My goodness, she deserves a break and she deserves some space. Give her that space because she obviously adores her husband. And he he adores her. They're two young people starting out on life. They're human beings who have feelings. So don't forget that.
1: Well, we love Megan and Harry and Kate and William and Princess Diana. And we really appreciate you. Coming in to talk with oh. us and to share your memories and we your- could be
0: here for hours.
1: I God. know, oh, so gosh, we really it's could. A day. <laughs> and you've told us all about Rain, Countess Spencer. Now everybody. Can tune in to Princess Diana's wicked stepmother on the Smithsonian Channel on October twenty eighth at eight p.m. Mm. and um, it's absolutely fascinating.
0: It's yes. it's a good insight into that world and the relationship the princess had with her stepmother.
2: Can't wait to see it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Thank Paul. you.
0: You're Come welcome. visit us again. Yes. We will. <laughs>